This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well. But if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. This is Xander. And Craig WK. Welcome to the Legend of Retro podcast. This is Xander. And this is Craig WK. And we repeat ourselves. All the time. And we... Re- no, never mind. It's done. <laughs> uh, today? Yeah, we're covering uh, a game for Nintendo Entertainment System. Yep. I've taken a lot of blows to the head, so I'm having a hard time remembering. <laughs> we're uh, covering Punch-Out. That uh, sounds familiar. With two explanation points. Yes. Uh, and th- a hyphen. And a hyphen. And depending on what year it is, Mike Tyson. Or featuring Mr. Dream, yeah. What do you know about Punch-Out? I know a little bit about Punch-Out. Prove it. Well, uh, after doing a little bit of research at the last minute before this episode, Uh because I didn't know a lot about this game. Okay. uh, It's a, like a, basically it's just a a port of an arcade boxing game. That's correct. They brought it over to the Nintendo. Yeah. They couldn't really pull off the wireframe you yeah, know so, system so yeah like like Craig, so we'll, we'll kind of back up and we'll give a little bit of history sure. uh, before we jump into the the nes version uh like Craig said it was a port of an arcade game mm-hmm. um that was punch out and then super punch out yeah where you were wireframed uh it was two screens did you ever play the original punch out no, i've never really played it so yeah so the bottom screen is um like the wireframe and then your fighter and then above is like the stats so it'll okay. show you like you little mac versus so and so and uh yeah, it was it was actually surprisingly really tough. As someone mm. like I like to think of myself as a good punch out player. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I'd say you're pretty good. Um yeah, I had a really, really tough tough go at it. The controls are more or less the same. You have left and right body blows, left and right uh jabs, um, and then a super punch. And that's about it. But I just I don't know, I just was I guess because it was a slow an older game, it was a little bit slower. Oh, that could be wasn't quite up to speed. Um and of course my game of choice is super punch out, which right. is uncommon for most punch out fans. Um so, I don't know, the older ones don't really grab me quite as much, but uh, the NES version, which was um, originally made in Japan, 
Uh, it was just punch out. They made like a gold edition. Gave yeah, it away yeah. as, as the prize uh, for a golf tournament. <laughs> yeah, it was a golf tournament, uh, which, uh, uh, funny enough, the boss in that isn't Mr. Dream. Nope. It's Super Macho Man, yes. who is in the arcade games. Yep. And he would go on to be in the Super Punch-Out yep. game for, of course, Super Nintendo. But it's the only version uh, for Nintendo with him in it. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of weird. I, I That actually blew my mind when I was doing that research. Because I when I saw the name Super Macho Man, I was like... I know I've seen that name before, but I, I'm not that familiar with Punch Out. Yeah, he was in he was in Super he was in uh, Super Punch Out, and he was in Punch Out featuring Mr. Dream at the very least. Oh, is he in the Mr. featuring Mr. Dream version? Yeah, maybe I, he is. I, I don't recall know. if he's in the Mike Tyson version or not. To he be honest, might not with be. You. I don't know. I or maybe he, he is. I think he is. So he's just like a fighter, like he's the last fighter, and then they added in Mr. Yeah, Dream. Yeah, I, th- I think that's oh, how it okay. goes. Uh, so I was mistaken then. Yeah, because I I mean I played Punch Out when I was younger. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, here and there, but it wasn't yeah. ever a game that I was like, oh, Mike Jason's Punch-Out all the time, gotta do it, yeah, guys. Right. It was as I grew up, I was like, oh yeah, Punch-Out's cool, but I remember uh, distinctly like going and renting Super Punch-Out because it was all over the uh, the Nintendo Power magazines, like, hey guys, Super Punch-Out, get into it, and like uh-huh. people seemed to be excited about it, so I gave it a shot, and I fell in love with it. It's really weird because I, I've, I can only beat the first few fighters. I'm not very good at the Punch-Out games. And I'm sort of interested in boxing, like the the bare minimum, mm-hmm. mostly because of the manga uh, Hajime no Ippo, which is right. about boxing. Right. I really got into it's that. <laughs> it's so the, the anime is so great for the English, so great. But I I really got into that manga, and so I know the gist of boxing because of that, like general rules and stuff. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I watched you play punch out and super punch out a bunch yeah. that's that's really about my only exposure with the game aside from playing the original nintendo version on the mini nes the nintendo yeah, the classic. NES classic yeah it was well it, it's quick and easy to make safe states on it you oh, yeah. know and and even the wii u virtual console yeah. version uh which does bring me to the uh you know the release date uh you know it came out in october 18th of 87 mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago and then it eventually was ported to the wii the wii u yep. the you know uh it's ds uh, the 3ds yep virtual console you know it's it's available on pretty much any nintendo medium these days animal crossing yeah then even on the gamecube <laughs> animal crossing that's right you can play uh but it's not the uh mike tyson version no it's, it's, the, it's mr yeah, dream mr dream yep yeah the mike T- so after after they made it in Japan, the uh, that's around the time Mike Tyson started to kind of emerge, and he had just like knocked out a famous fighter whose name escapes me at the moment. Yeah, he uh, the apparently the president of Nintendo was so impressed by his athleticism and his power, and so he he snagged Tyson to have a three year contract to use his likeness for the game, and it paid off because yep. then he became the world champion. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, kind of blew him into uh, you know popularity, rising star that, and you know winning a sports championship. I guess is impressive too. <laughs> a little. Um, and then around the three year mark at the end of their. Um, at the end of the contract, uh, he took a pretty heavy loss, mm-hmm. and Nintendo's like, "Nah, bro, we don't want you here no more." Yeah, and then the whole rape, right? Yeah, he allegedly. Got, we, or no, he straight up got convicted for that, didn't he? He was convicted. <laughs> uh, 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 I was reading up on it, and apparently, uh, 
a lot of people think that the main reason he got convicted of it is because apparently in the court he was just really really arrogant apparently he just thought he was like untouchable and he like really made it known in the court itself that you know this was beneath him Mm -hmm. now there's i mean i'm not saying that he didn't do it there's a very good chance he (laughs) did he was convicted the jury thought he did it so i mean you know but that could something be something that went into it there was also like a rumor that he like threw his mom down a flight of stairs he yeah he tyson you kind of dove more into the legal legal side of this than i did i I did (laughs) i went into the more realism side for this just because i'm not very familiar with this game Mm -hmm. and to be honest which we'll get to in a little bit i don't have that much to say about the game itself all right you know but we'll get to that but uh yeah no uh tyson was in a lot of legal trouble and it's uh crazy because apparently he he was really really not very well to do you know and so uh, i i think what happened is is he got a lot of money he suddenly got a lot of power he was a world champion and he didn't know how to act yeah just he just started acting up and being a giant idiot yeah you know which is kind of sad but you know now he's got a cartoon these days so good for him so you know and he's he kind of a little bit crazy with the whole face tattoo thing and then Mm -hmm. like appearing in the hangover movies yep (laughs) and then in the second movie like he just got mad that they the guy copied his tattoo and it was like a huge lawsuit thing huh like ed helms character gets the mike tyson's tattoo and it's like hey that's trademarked like you can't do that like dude i thought we were cool like you're in the movie <laughs> and, yeah it was like a, a big deal and I, I think eventually they're like dude it's a it's a design i don't really think it's exclusive to you or something i don't remember how that that lawsuit but uh filed out but huh. uh, at the same time it's not the mike tyson law show it's the legend of retro so we're gonna go back to talking oh about no <gasps> yeah you're right it is okay <laughs> Um, so yeah, so what do you remember the first time you ever played Mike Tyson's Punch Out? The very first time I ever played it would have probably honestly been like on an emulator mm-hmm. years later and getting my butt kicked. I think I can beat Glass Joe pretty easy. Right. And then after that, Von is Kaiser. Von Kaiser. And I, at that time, I got my butt kicked by Von Kaiser. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I can get fairly far. I'm not terrible at the game like I used to be, but I'm still not that great. Right. Not not very good at the game. Do you remember any of the any of the other fighters? I'm just curious. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, now I didn't really do a lot of research on the fighters themselves too much. So this is all memory. So, and I might even mix up a few of them for the Super Nintendo one, just yeah. because I remember remember you playing that one the most. But uh, let's see. You have Glass Joe, yep. who's from France. Yep. Uh, you have Von Kaiser from Germany. Mm-hmm. You have Soda Popinski or Vodka Drunkinski. <laughs> Depending on the version you're playing. Japan and Russia have never gotten along very well for the record. But in any event, yeah, you have uh, Soda Popinski from Russia. Mm-hmm. Or at that time, it would have been USSR, actually, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it would have been the, the late 80s. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the USSR didn't collapse until the early 90s. Even uh, Street Fighter Two yep. had uh, USSR. So yeah, uh, let's see who else is there. There's King Hippo, who's from an imaginary country. Yep, Hippo Island. I Hippo Island. <laughs> uh, let's yeah, see. Yeah, uh, Soda Popinski, uh, uh, first appearance uh, champion in the of the USSR. Yeah, USSR. I, yep. uh, I'm trying to think. There's I. Uh, uh, there's quite a lot of other fighters, and I can imagine them, but I don't remember their names very well. So a, list off a few more. Uh, so Glastro, Von Kaiser, after Von Kaiser is, uh, I believe you go straight into the title bout with Piston Honda. Oh, yeah, Piston Honda. 
Um, I remember Piston Honda pretty well. Yep. And then after that, you have um, Don Flamenco. Don Flamenco. I remember him. Uh, Don Flamenco is an interesting Spain, character. right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, he... For the first time you before like you start hitting him the before you knock him down for the first time he just stands there and like goes and like eggs you on like he wants you to hit him (laughs) Uh but he won't throw a punch until you finally do um and then you quickly dodge it and then you just alternate left and right and he does nothing really like he doesn't shake out of it he's just like so surprised that you hit him like (laughs) so anytime you fight don flamenco just keep hitting him alternating left and right jabs and he'll just keep taking it until he gets knocked out and then he stands up and he's pissed and he throws a punch you dodge it you alternate left and right knock him out he gets up he's pissed he throws a punch alternate left and right he's done (laughs) wow i i didn't realize it was so easy to beat don flamenco yeah it's weird like um well almost every fighter has like a gimmick to him a little bit yeah so after don flamenco i believe is king hippo or it might be great no i think it's great no it's it's king hippo after that Uh uh king hippo of course uh, guards his stomach because he's a giant fatty. Um, <laughs> and that's his weak point, right? Yeah. Is his belly. So he yeah. throws two different types of punches. He either just kind of like reaches down and, and goes to punch, or he throws his arm up violently in the air and opens his mouth and then punches you. And when he does that, you have to punch him in the mouth, and then he kind of covers his mouth, exposing his stomach, and you just you know, work go the, to town work on his stomach. His body, yeah. yeah. And the trick to him is you knock him down once, and he's so fat he can't get back up. <laughs> Poor King Hippo. I know. Uh, then you have Great Tiger. Uh, Great Tiger. Great Tiger might be the one that I started like losing to and not was unable to get past. Yeah, he's he's a little bit tricky. It also depends on the version you're playing. If you're playing on a larger screen, um, you can see his jewel on his turban mm-hmm. flashes before he throws a punch. But if you're like I've been playing on the 3DS recently, and the screen's so small you can barely tell. Oh. Um, he also has a like a mirage punch where he just like spins around the stage. Um, oh yeah, I, I think that might I think that that might be the dude who kicks my butt every time. Yeah, and the super punch out player in me always always like, well, I can get him at just the right time, and I always forget that you can't. You have to keep dodging his attacks, uh, and then he kind of like laughs at you, and then you punch him in the face, and he goes down. And Green Tiger's from India, right? Yes. Okay. Bombay specifically, if I remember okay. correctly. Um, and then after that is your title bout with Bald Bull. Oh, what country is Bald Bull Turkey. from? Turkey. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Bald Bull has his bull charge. Where, yeah, you know he just he normally just punches as he normally does, uh, and he'll eventually jump to the back of the screen and then charge forward. And if he hits you, then you're down. Like no matter how much health you have, he just instantly knocks you out. But if uh-huh. you stand up, like Doc at one point is like, watch out for his bull charge. But you got to stand up to him. Uh, if you punch him in the stomach right as he gets to you, he goes down. Like, A counter. He, he stops. He's like. Bleh. And like falls back down. Okay, I appreciate the fact that even though it's it's an arcadey style game and it's it's you know obviously fantasy you know boxing doesn't of course work like Punch Out does, but at the same time I appreciate the fact that they throw things like that in there where if you counter Bull Bull, he's taking way more damage than if you had done a regular punch. You know. Yeah. I I do appreciate that. Uh, so let's see here. Trying to find the rest of the order. Um, and I think after that, I think you just kind of recycle through the characters. There aren't too many other, like, you have oh, a... Oh, yeah. Like, they start going up. So you fight Piston Honda again. You fight, you know, you have rematches with most of the characters. And they're a little bit stronger, a little bit faster than they used to be. Different punches, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And you eventually come across uh, Soda Popinski. Um, and then uh, Mr. Sandman. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Super Macho Man, and then eventually Mr. Dream and or Mike Tyson, depending on which version of the game you're playing. Right. Uh, the interesting thing is if you're at a title bout, if you lose, you get knocked back down to the player you were fighting before. So you can, because oh. every at the end of every fight, it says, congratulations, you are number now number whatever uh-huh. as you go through. And then, you know. So you, it's like your rank drops and you have to, yeah, to fight refight. your way back yeah. up. I, I eventually well, get like, just keep continuing. Lo- like if you lose twice against the same person, I think you, your game is over. I gotcha. The, uh, now the, I made sure to bring up the countries that everyone's from. Uh, for the reason of the music, there's not a lot of music to the game. No, there's your the, there's your main theme, there's your password theme, uh, and every character has their um, their right. countries or just a random song. But a lot of them, and I think that's the really interesting thing, is they are mostly songs pulled from that country or are a kind of. Uh, yeah, are iconic it, to the country. Yeah. Like I know uh, Von Kaiser is like Flight of the Valkyries. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have uh, like Piston Honda is uh, like a really old traditional style of yeah. Japanese theme. Yeah. It's I I really like that. I love the fact that they took the different countries like, you know, iconic songs or themes, you know, what have you. Yeah. Maybe even anthems. I'm not entirely sure for some of them, but uh, I'll try to do my my singing voice isn't always wonderful. So <laughs> uh, if I remember, I'll go back and edit the actual songs. in. <laughs> but uh, which is fine one way or the other. I'm OK with your humming. That's but, uh, that's secret background information for you listening. <laughs> the uh, music was done by uh, uh, Yukio uh, Kane- uh, Kaneoka. Akito Nakatsuka and Kenji Yamamoto. Now, I I couldn't find a ton on the first one there, Yukio, but uh, Nakatsuka Nakatsuka worked on classics like Ice Climber and even Zelda 2. Really? Yeah, I thought that was really weird. Uh, and then otherwise, Yamamoto worked on Super Metroid and the Metroid Prime series. Hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I just had just always assumed uh, Metroid was hip Tanaka. Now, uh, the original Metroid. Yeah, the original do. and Super Metroid. Yeah, Super Metroid, though, at least uh, not, uh, Yamamoto worked on it. Gotcha. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really weird that Nagasuka worked on Zelda 2. I was always under the impression that Koji Kondo did, like, all the Zelda yeah. games back then. But apparently Koji Kondo did the very first Zelda, not the second one, and then proceeded to move on and do the others. Yeah. Which is interesting, too, because Zelda 2 did have a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, it's not like when I listen to it, I think, oh, uh, it's not Koji Kondo. It's terrible. You know, it's still good music. The palace theme is really iconic and yeah. stuff. So, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that a game with not that much music ended up, you know, having, you know, all the people who worked on it, you know, did other things that were really big. Aside from the the first one there, uh, Yukio, I couldn't really find much on that person. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you also had the, just uh, as far as the soundtrack goes, you have the the classic, just your fighting song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then there's like a game over Oh, I'm sure there's a game over theme. Yeah, it's just, there's probably some variations on a few other themes. But if you get knocked out, it plays a certain. There, like if you're trying to get back up, it plays a, a different version of the song. And what's cool about the music is that it, it fades so quickly from the fight match to or the 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 uh, fighting theme mm-hmm. to you being knocked down and getting back up and back into the fighting theme so quickly that it almost seems completely organic. Oh, like it almost seems like it's all one song. But That's it is. Kind a, of interesting. It is. They are definitely two separate tracks. I gotcha. Um. 
And I think when you knock the opponent down, it has, uh, yeah, there's a different song that plays. And again, it all just like so organically moves back in. It's all pretty much the same tempo. Um, so it's, it's really impressive how they were able to get that to go together. That's kind of cool, at least. So even though there's not that much variation to the music, at least there's those different styles and, you know, and of course, you know, the different themes for all the different fighters. But, you know, at least the fight music all kind of blends together depending on the situation. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think that's pretty impressive. It's really hard to talk about Punch-Out without then also going into Super Punch-Out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I do think that Super Punch-Out probably deserves its own yeah. You know, uh, podcast, but you know, it's it, that's honestly Super Punch Out is the one that I'm a lot more familiar with because yeah. of you. You know, watching you play through it and stuff. Yeah, there and it's. I did you ever play the the Wii Punch Out very much? No, I, honestly, I because I'm not that great at the Punch Out games. Mm-hmm. I I almost thought about picking it up for the Wii because I thought, oh, that's kind of cool, but I never snagged it. Did you ever really play it much? I put a, I put some time into it only because I I remember disregarding it when it came out. Yeah. Uh, again, just be, being the uh, as big. A fan of Super Punch Out as I am. The tricky thing that comes to the series is that there isn't really an underlying um, play style that fits through through all the games. So, like the first game, you have your your four punches and your super punch that you get from counter punching yeah. opponents at certain times, and a little star appears above their head, and you hit start, and you do your super punch. With Super Punch Out, you have your four punches and two different super punches, depending on if you do like a body blow super punch or a uppercut super punch. Um, And the more you hit the enemy, a gauge builds up across the bottom of the screen until it's super and you have unlimited super punches. Uh, So you can either do like one real quick, real hard punch, or you can do multiple like uh, Dempsey and Uli kind of style punches. (laughs) Drop a Dempsey roll on them. Um, You know, where you're just alternating left and right. Um, and if you get hit, then it goes down a little bit. So there's never, and the same can, same is said with uh, the original Mike Tyson's punch out is you get those stars. And if you get punched, you lose a star. Mm-hmm. Um, but the counter punching also in super punch out would allow you to, um, it would give you an opening. Like uh, in the original punch out, if you counter punch, you get the star, they knock back for a second and then they're right back ready to, to block your attack. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in Super Punch Out, they were stunned, like and rightfully so, because you counterpunched them, like, <laughs> giving the, giving you a chance to get those extra punches in, um, which I always I thought was a little more strategic. I thought was a yeah. little more. I don't know. I liked it a lot more. Oh, no, I agree. I think that is more strategic. I think there's a lot. It it requires more skill, I think, to get land a counter than it does just to haul off and slug someone. Yeah. And there was also a a dizzy factor uh, in Super Punch-Out where you could all the characters had a specific uh, dizzy animation. They would do something. And if you timed your punch just right, you could knock them out with one hit. Oh, I Uh, do remember you getting that on a lot of fighters now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And that doesn't. To my knowledge, and again, I, I played, I put more, most of my time into Super Punch Out more than the others. It doesn't seem like they brought that over into any other of the Punch Out games. Yeah. The Punch Out for Wii was a lot more like the original, the original Punch, punch, out. punch okay. out. Because I think there was like a nostalgia factor at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, and I think the original Punch Out is more popular than yeah. Super Punch Out. I, I don't think it's that's rightfully so. But at the same time, I do think that a lot more people are way more familiar with the first. Yeah. And there's also. I mean, let's face it, the game had star power behind it. You know, when that game came out, right. Mike Tyson's name was on it. Like, yeah. that's crazy. And there are still people who just refer to it as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out because oh, they absolutely. have no idea that there was an, another. Like, I remember the first time I saw an Animal Crossing, uh, you know, Punch-Out featuring Mr. Dream. I was like, I never heard of this game. What is this? And uh-huh. then, you know, the Internet starts coming out like, oh, all these things. And now you know that Mike Tyson 
you know, lost some fights and yeah, be won some other fights <laughs> from a certain point of view. Certain uh, point of view, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's why he's he's no longer on the title of the game. Um, but yeah, so I think a lot of people really enjoyed the the Wii Punch Out, and again, for me, it just wasn't it wasn't what I wanted it to be. You wanted more. Yeah, I wanted so like because I uh-huh. I started trying to attack like world records for some of the characters in uh-huh. Super Punch Out. I got really good at that game. Yeah, you really did. Um, that's that's. I feel like that's a big story for another time. But yeah, yeah, that's, for a Super that's... Punch Out episode. Um, but just to brag a little bit, I when the uh, with the emulators like uh, yeah, what was this uh, Z ZSNES. Mm-hmm. You could turn off sprite layers, and I would turn off the fighters, and I would still go through and get fast times on the for at least the minor circuit. Like I had, I had memorized their patterns, their punch patterns, when to counter, listening to the sounds of like what they were doing. Um, yeah, it was it's ridiculous. Yeah, I watching you, and, and you know, I I think that for. I think for for some games and some people, I have a hard time watching them play, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for friends, it's a lot easier for me because it's somebody, you know, I'm very familiar with and everything, but it but it also depends on the game. And I think that Super Punch-Out is probably about the most enjoyable game to watch you play, not only because you're really good at it, but because it's just, I don't know, there's, it's a fun game to watch too, yeah. you know, and uh, and I, I think Punch-Out even is sort of like that, you know, where it's, I've, I've had fun watching you play Punch-Out and go through the fight. Yeah, and some and of those, those dizzy animations you don't see unless you know how to, to fight them properly. So it's, yeah. it's always cool to be like, I didn't know that they did this in this game. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the final fight with with Nick Bruiser, like nobody generally beats him without knocking him down three times, and he has a special animation for when he is knocked out. Because there's that's the other thing in when the Punch Out games is you can knock a character down three times and get then a TKO and a TKO, or you can hit them so hard that they just drop and they, they, <laughs> they can't, can't get they out. can't get back up um and nick bruiser's like he stands up like kind of because he always like cracks his neck and he stands there and he turns at you and he goes to take a step and drops to his knee at the 10 count uh-huh like it's so cool that's <laughs> <laughs> so great so it's, it's it's always interesting to see the extra animations and whatnot that were put in there and I was so bummed out when the Wii for Punch or the Punch Out for Wii came out, and there weren't really any of those Super Nintendo characters that made their way back over. Like, yeah, they really should have. And again, this is bleeding too much into a Super Punch Out episode, but um, Glass Joe has one victory, or sorry, Gabby J in Super Nintendo has one victory, and he says it's against Glass Joe. <laughs> yep. And so that the fact that they never brought him back, granted, he was he was like seventy one, he was from France, and like. <laughs> super old like maybe he died in the time that it took for punch out to come back out oh, so sad but uh, another thing i really liked and really appreciated about the Wii punch out uh-huh. game was the commercials that they had for it where it was just straight up like a live version of little mac and doc like, oh it was so good <laughs> now uh bringing up doc i actually have uh, a bit of a story to tell yeah go for it okay so in punch out you are trained by jerome doc lewis Mm -hmm. doc is uh your trainer and uh he's the one in your corner who's you know helping you out training you of course but the uh other thing is that uh is as a funny and a a funny aside he's perpetually telling you to join the nintendo fun club which is so great that nintendo through subscribe to our nintendo power magazine yep (laughs) yeah and uh uh and of course mario is the referee too you know put on a lot of weight yeah, he was still. He was. He was, I he mean, was, he's, he's, he was relaxing. He's had his stomach in some other games, but this one, he's <laughs> particularly just kind of let himself go. Well, you know what? I mean, he he 
he deserves to relax, all right? He's he's gone through a lot. So the the thing is is uh Doc Lewis is very likely based on Joseph Lewis Barrow. Now are you familiar with who that is, Sander? Joe Lewis? Joe Lewis, exactly. And for our fans in the Metro Detroit area, that's Joe Lewis Arena. It's named yep, after the Joe Lewis Fist downtown. Yeah, yeah. Screw that. We got Little Caesars Arena now. <laughs> yeah. They're painting a Little Caesar on the building instead of a Red Wing like they used to show. Uh, that's yeah. great. I'm sure glad we, you know, I'm not talking about Joe. Anywho, so Joe Lewis. I do like the name, like the Dojo. I think that's pretty awesome. Like the <laughs> Pizza Dojo. Like that's. So many cool things, and like <laughs> the year that they named, like they yeah, officially but, named ah. it, Gordy Howe passed away. They could have, eas- yeah, they could have, they really should have. Yeah, but nope, consumerism wins again. It always does. But anyway, sorry. Anywho, so Joe Lewis is is a really cool uh, uh, person from American history for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, he's hailed as the first black national hero, which is really cool. You know, because at that time when he became champion, because he was champ from 37 to 49, it's kind of a crummier era. You yeah. know, you know, there's some ignorance going on, of course, not that there isn't today, but, you know, even stronger back then. Right. So the at the time, though, Joe Lewis had become the champion and his only loss was to uh, Max Schmeling, who was a German former heavyweight champ. Hmm. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Joe Lewis became the champ, and he declared that the only way he would consider himself champ is if he got to fight Max Schmeling again and defeat him. Now, at that time, Germany was Nazi Germany. Yeah. And so, apparently, the, the fight was, like, apparently Max Schmeling was kind of avoiding it, and they, like, they, they found ways around it, like, to force him into this fight, basically. And it became really, really big the world over, because it was basically America versus Nazi Germany before the war. Yeah. Max Schmeling and his, like, you know, team and publicists and stuff even went on to say that the victory was going to be so easy against, you know, uh, Joe Lewis, and it was going to prove Aryan superiority. Now, Joe Lewis won in two minutes and four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it is an amazing fight. Now, this is a punch-out episode, and this isn't video game related, but if you get a chance, everybody, go on YouTube. The What year was it? I'm sorry. This would have been uh, in, I don't know the exact was year of that fight. between the First and Second World Wars? No, this was, yeah, yeah, this okay. was between the second and, or the first and second world war. Okay. So this is in, during uh, Nazi Germany's rise to power. They hailed that Max Schmeling would instantly win. <laughs> and Joe Lewis beat him in two minutes and four seconds. And g- get on YouTube because that fight is on there. Oh, nice. It is an awesome fight. Now, in the first fight, uh, Max Schmeling beat Joe Lewis in like 12 rounds. And it was like, you know, it, I think it might have even been eventually by decision maybe no i think he did get knocked out in that but it's so great because it's like you know like it, they hail him as both these like amazing fighters and that they're mm. both equally great and joe lewis wrecks him <laughs> just destroys him it's so good it's such a satisfying fight to watch knowing the history of the match yeah it's so great joe lewis was awesome that reminds me there's a uh, there's a, a series of comics that doesn't get updated so much anymore uh but it was called the Be- the the perry bible fellowship Oh yeah, uh, or you can check it out at uh, PBF Domic, uh, PBFcomics.com. Um, and they had one that's called like Title Bout or World Bout or something like uh-huh. that. And it's straight up the the NES like Mike Tyson style graphics. 
uh, with certain color changes here and there. Uh-huh. And you have the Doc Lewis character going, how are you feeling today, kid? And he's like, oh, man, I'm, I feel great. I feel like I can take on the whole world. And the next, the next panel is the Earth, like with arms and legs. <laughs> punching this little Matt character. His head is turned, like blood's flying out, and then it just cuts back to Doc Lewis like <gasps> <laughs> So just the just the immediate like destroying win just reminds me of that comic. And I'll try to post it in the uh the Facebook group if I remember to do so. But Oh yeah. Uh yeah that's one of my f- favorite punch out style related comics. I, I appreciate it. I, I'm sure there have been multiple comics that have done this, but uh, I've also seen comics where, you know, it's like Little Mac and he's getting destroyed. He's like, Doc, how can I win? And he's like, join the, the Nintendo, Nintendo Fun Club. Club. <laughs> and he's like, that's not helping, Doc. There was also the uh, the unfortunate YouTube thing of uh, someone taking the song, like the... the um, oh. Yeah, the, the password theme where it was like... And it was like, that guy stole my bike. Only instead of that guy, a different word was said. Yeah, because I mean, in the in the game, you see him like running after Doc, who's riding his bike. Uh huh. So there's you know there's some unfortunate things that came from Punch Out as well. Yeah, you know you 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 know just to, try to ignore the bad and yeah. and think about you know how cool the game Punch Out is and uh, uh, Joe Lewis being awesome. Speaking of things to come out of Punch Out, obviously we have Super Punch Out. Oh sure, we have. Uh, Punch out for we, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there was and even, that's it. There was even a uh, and that's it. A Nintendo Club oh. and a uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what was it called? The uh, loyalty club before it. Club Nintendo. Nintendo. Club Nintendo, yeah. Uh, where it gave you an extra downloadable version uh, where you could play as Little Mac, Little Mac fighting Doc Lewis. Oh, yeah. Um, and on top of that, I mean, of all those other games, we also had Power Punch 2. <laughs> no, we didn't. Power Punch 2. We you didn't. looked into this a little bit more I than I did. So why don't oh. you tell us about Power Punch 2? Okay. And actually, why don't you tell us a little bit about Power Punch 1? Uh, we can't. We just did, actually. It, we well, told you no. all about Power Punch 1. <laughs> well, Power Punch <laughs> 1 of. is essentially Punch Out. Now, here's the thing. They just, uh, a company called uh, Beam Software uh, started working on uh, Punch Out 2 for Nintendo. Now, uh, they were working on it. They brought it to Nintendo, and they're like, hey, here you go. Now, there's two things that were going on at that time. One is the fact that Nintendo lost the licensing rights to Mike Tyson, and they weren't about to renew it because not only was he losing fights, but around the time when Power Punch 2 was you know, being yeah, worked on. 1992. It came out in June of 1992. Yeah, that was around the time when Tyson was having his legal issues. Yeah. So Nintendo wanted nothing to do with that. But to top it off, the game was really crummy, and Nintendo didn't want to publish it. Now I'm looking at the cover of Power Punch 2 right now. It's Mike Tyson. It's Mike Tyson. It's basically Mike Tyson. Yeah, no, it is straight up Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it looks like he's fighting the creature from the Black Lagoon, uh-huh. a robot, uh-huh. uh, some kind of doctor with a cyborg guy, and I guess that's supposed to be Dracula? So here's the thing. Power Punch 2 is basically the, what they decided is that Mike Tyson is the strongest man on Earth. Right. He can't be beat. On he Earth. Can, he can beat anyone. On so Earth. you go into space. So you go into space and fight aliens and yeah. stuff. And basically what they did is they didn't really make that many changes after Nintendo turned their noses up at them. They switched the name. I think they altered Mark, a few animations. Mark Tough Guy Tyler uh-huh. is the undefeated heavyweight champion of the world with an Olympic gold medal and a 33 to nothing KO 
or a thir- 33 record, 30 knockouts record to his claim. After knocking out another opponent with ease, Tyler and his manager taunt the world by saying no one can stop him. However, the broadcast is picked up far from Earth in the outer reaches of the universe uh-huh. by an alien boxing promoter from the Intergalactic Boxing Federa- or Federation, uh-huh. or the IGBF. I guess intergalactic is two words. It sure <laughs> is. The promoter decides to accept Tyler's challenge that he can beat, quote, anyone... Thus, Tyler is brought into the throes of the universe to compete against the best boxers in the universe and defend his earthly title. Mm-hmm. It's garbage. I saw a video of it online uh, just to, you know, because I've never played it, but I thought, well, okay, you know, maybe it's not too bad. And you know how uh, in Punch-Out, Little Mac is sort of stationary, center ring, and you yeah. dodge punches to the left and right, but it's a button you press, and the dodge immediately, you know, it happens, and then it ends. Yeah. It's, you know, you have to hold the button or whatever. Yeah, the, and then real quick, uh, jump back. The reason why Little Mac was as little as he is in Punch-Out is because they couldn't do the wireframe style oh, of yeah. being able to see the opponent through, so they made him little. And, yeah, they made him tiny, and, but anyway, and it worked out. Yeah. So what they, the way the game works is you can move all the way to the left and all the way to the right at the bottom of the screen in this Power Punch 2, which essentially means that it takes away a lot of the direct combat and strategy because enemies will go to punch you, you'll just rush to the right, they'll stop punching, you move back in, and then you, you can hit them a bunch, and it looks really, really boring. It just doesn't look like a very good game. Oh no, I'm uh, I'm watching the video right now. Oh, okay, so so now there's uh, because you're just watching the video without sound. There's something I have to let you know. The sound in Power Punch Two is atrocious. What is happening? Please stop it. It's, is that a heart? Did a heart just come out? It's so bad. Right? Ugh. It's so bad. The opponents don't fall down. He falls apart. <laughs> it's six, oh, seven, it's, eight, it's nine. So and he just wakes up. He stands there and just like lifts his head back up and puts his arm back on. The the the, the noise is so god awful in this in this game. I, you know, it, it's funny because I I came. It in. It looks like the Bride of Frankenstein, Mike Myers, and Frankenstein with sunglasses, and the mustached announcer from the 1980s WWF is in the background watching, <laughs> while gargoyles line the ring. That sounds right. This looks terrible. Yeah, it looks real bad. Real bad. Wow. Yeah. And that's why Nintendo turned their noses up at it. <laughs> and rightfully so. I mean, right? Yeah, it, 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 yeah. So, Power Punch, well, let me rephrase that. Punch Out. So you <laughs> fight Derek Nodden, who is a buglin from uh, Nilfheim 23. His class is Solar. Comment Eric Nodden's older brother takes his time to line up his punches, but rarely misses. Push him to extremes and double your chances for success. That's your screen. That's a, that's before you fight him. I'd rather be told to join the Nintendo Fun Club, right? Yeah, Mark Tyler, Cosmic Record one, nothing. Yeah, this is. Yep. I mean, they tried. You have a weird. Did snake, they though? A weird snake lady who walks out and tells you what round. This slithers is, out. Yeah. Yikes. I have no desire to play this. <laughs> yeah. And I played Teleroboxer a lot. Teleroboxer is is a not game. bad. <laughs> it's not bad. For Virtual Boy, I think it's pretty good. 
for, for a virtual boy game, I think it's pretty solid. But but yeah, that yeah, I can't I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> no, please, yeah, don't. Wow. Hmm. Um. So yeah, do you have anything else on on Punch Out? No, or, not or a- Power Punch Two. Not uh, certainly nothing on Power Punch Two. Now on Power Punch One, though, <laughs> uh, yeah. So so, Punch Out is I think a, a really fun game. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. It's not really a kind of game for me. It's not my style yeah. of game, but I do appreciate it. I I think that it's a really important game in Nintendo's history. Yeah, and I think it's a fun game to watch. I I do enjoy people you know watching people play and and for me it's sort of. I mean, you know, for me, I think to myself, like, oh, he countered. Oh, that does more damage because, you know, a counter, you know, when somebody throws a punch at you, they're throwing their body forward. And so you hitting them is doing more damage yeah. because of that. So so I'm looking at it in an almost realistic sense, which is not what you probably should do when you're watching these play, right. people play these video games. But that's how I get enjoyment out of it, you know, mm-hmm. is, is that. So, I, I yeah, I think it's definitely worth playing. Also, check out that anime. Oh yeah, Ajime no Ippo. Watch the anime. Or I'm two episodes in. I really dig it. It's it's cool. It's about uh, this uh, kind of a nerdy, wimpy kid who wants to become tough, and so he picks up boxing. Eventually, becomes the world champ. Or I'm sorry, not the world champ. That's that's Japan's still going champ. on in the manga. Yeah, he's the <laughs> champ of Japan, and it's about him uh, eventually guarding his title and eventually going on to fight the world stage. Yep, it's really cool. I think it's uh, definitely enjoyable. Um, so lately at the end of the episodes, I've been putting a track, um, of the song, like of a, a track from the game that we talked about. Yeah. Um, and I think at the end of this episode, I'm just going to put up, uh, one of my favorite covers of the punch out theme. Uh, it's by a band called game over. Uh, they're a metal band that covers video game music, but the interesting thing they do is they add lyrics. Really? Yes. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Um, and at first I'm like, oh, that's dumb. Like, who wants lyrics when you could just have like metal, you know, yeah, metal music. cover, sure. But it's like actually they're good lyrics. Wow. Um, okay. So it's called uh, the song is called Max Confession, and it's like the song starts out like it starts off with the game over music. So it's like uh-huh. a very somber like echoey guitar that plays like the do 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 do. Just like you've you've lost, but then mm-hmm. it, you hear the bell and it kicks into that main theme. And the song starts, with the, the lyrics are, Doc, I know I've let you down because you counted on me, but David beating Goliath just wasn't meant to be. And like, just goes on, like, what's my star compared to Dynamite? Because, you know, uh, he's uh, Mike Tyson was Kid Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so, just the lyrics are so surprisingly clever and fit with the song so well. And one of my favorite lines is, the, the I think the beginning of the second verse uh, goes, Mr. Dream had turned into a nightmare. I enter, like, endless rest or something like that. It's That's great. so good. But uh, the solos are are insane, and just the way they they really capture the feel of the song is is just fantastic. So I'll I'll make sure I put that at the end of the episode for your enjoyment and for my own because I love listening to that. Song. And also find it on YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm going to uh, later tonight. Yeah. Uh, and they've also got other songs they do like the they do one called Cataclysmic Clash, which is Top Man's theme for Mega Man Three. I have heard that. Yes, that's and that awesome. One is just straight up like about Top Man, so it's it's really cool. Um. <laughs> So with that, we will uh, exit Punch Out and we'll move into our Retro Relapse for this week. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Tell us about it. 
I'd be more than happy to. It's a game I owned as a kid. Well, I still own it, but I played it as more often as a kid. It's uh, Krusty Super Funhouse. Where in our case, we were playing on Super Nintendo. And that's the version I own. Yep. Krusty Super Funhouse, uh, which was also on Game Boy. Sega Genesis and NES, but the NES version was just called Krusty's Funhouse. Well, it wasn't on Super Nintendo. It couldn't be right, Super. Right, but the Sega Genesis one was called Krusty's Super Funhouse. They, what? Yeah. They didn't call it Krusty's Genesis, Genesis <laughs> Funhouse? All right, fair enough. It's a, a pretty interesting game. It's it's a licensed Simpsons game, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, it being a licensed game, it's hit or miss, you know? Yep. In this case, it's not. I I don't think it's too bad. It's Be- not terrible. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. It's uh, yeah. essentially uh, there's mice in crusty. It's a super little monotonous. Little, yeah. It gets a little more tricky as the levels yeah. go on. You know, it almost gets frustratingly difficult. For the for the retro relapse, we played through the entire first level, mm-hmm. and then we called it quits after that because it's like, yeah, I get the point of this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically there's. It's almost similar to like a game like the Lemmings. Yeah. There's mice that. Uh, wander back and forth and essentially what you have to do is you have to you know funnel them into traps and you know kill them and then leave the stage yeah and there's you know enemies and stuff trying to kill you which is always threw me off because one of the first enemies you fight in the game that you know can attack you are snakes yep who like spitballs at you Uh uh-huh snakes snakes that eat rats yeah why wouldn't they just eat the rats i don't like that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the, you know, the the only other thing that strikes me that, you know, maybe they're, you know, the kind of snakes that eat other snakes, like King Cobra. Mm-hmm. But there are multiple snakes in the level. Yeah. I guess they eat eggs. I guess. I'm not I'm not thrilled about that. But in any event, science uh, has really let Springfield down. <laughs> it really does. Now, that does bring me to an interesting point. It's funny because there's if you look at the game, you know, these mice are also gigantic. Well, they're pretty big. I mean, if you are, because you play as Krusty the Clown, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Not like a weird Krusty helper who's like... You're playing Krusty the Clown. He's really small. And Krusty's these mice go what? up to at least his chin. Yeah, it, it, they're, you know... And the snakes are bigger than Krusty. So maybe <laughs> that's why they're just hungry for Krusty. <laughs> maybe the rats aren't big enough. Maybe. Maybe they're, they're just, they're not going to fulfill them. Right. Oh, uh, but the it's a licensed game, and yes. so you you want to see a lot of Simpsons stuff in it, you know? Oh yeah, just billboards all over the back. <laughs> oh, and that's and to me that's actually kind of fun because the for someone who's only a, a vague fan of the Simpsons, mm-hmm. it seems cheap, you know? It's like okay, so there's some posters in the back of the levels that you know show random characters. Yeah, no big deal, you know. And otherwise, you you have Bart and Homer manning the traps along with Sideshow Mel and Corporal Punishment, Corporal. which I thought was just a joke, like I. Thought corporal punishment was just like we're gonna kill these things. Oh, like, I thought that was a like oh that's funny. And you're like no, corporal punishment's an actual character. He's a character of the Simpsons. Which yeah, is, I mean I I admittedly don't know as much about the Simpsons as I do about other cartoons, but the uh, sideshow Mel. Is, yeah, I know sideshow Mel. Yeah, side and I uh, uh, sideshow Bob is on one of the posters yep. in the background. Inmate which, poetry. Yep, in- inmate poetry, which is a wonderful nod to sideshow Bob, who's very very poetic and very very yeah uh, genteel of a villain, but of course still. You know, the right. one pretty much, well, Mr. Burns, too, I guess. But one of the few villains the Simpsons have. Now, I, I the other thing that's kind of cool is that there's all the posters are just different jokes and nods to very specific references in the Simpsons, which is mm-hmm. what I, I think I really appreciate. There's, some of them are kind of dumb. It's like, crush these pies. Yeah. Like, right, or like these rats or whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever, you know. But uh, but you have like Otto's bus tours. Yep. And, Give you a know, hoot, read a book. Yeah. Which is a, a poster in the Simpsons that you see at one point, you know, from the show, you know. So there's a lot of really specific jokes which i do appreciate but that doesn't make the game 
Nope. You know, so so it's it's hard to justify the game because of things that I appreciate being a big fan of The Simpsons. The music's bad. It's I wouldn't it's say very bad. Repetitive. It's very it's extremely repetitive. There's a mute button there on the is. controller. So, on, so the left and right shoulder buttons allow you to stop the music completely mm-hmm. or restart the track. Or as I did, remix it. <laughs> remix. Yeah, I kept uh, just any time I was waiting for all the rats to die, I would just sit there and like let the music play a little bit and start it over, and that was fun. <laughs> There's but also the, luckily the music changes once you get to the second level and so on. That's so true. Yeah, every every level has a different stage uh, or a different stage music, I should say. But that's kind of a problem, is because every level has what like eight to ten levels or something to that effect. Yeah, something like seven. Six to eight. I think they even change depending yeah. on the levels too. You know, there's some hidden bonus areas. Oh, there's also a suicide button. Yeah, which I found by accident. <laughs> that was funny. That yeah, was pretty funny. Later on in the game, if you mess up and you send the the rats to the wrong section of the room, they can't get back out. So you have to start over by killing yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he really just gets dizzy. Whoa! And falls over. And yep, yep. That's actually his death animation anyway, though. Oh. You know, so so if you're bit by a snake too many times, he's, ah, he does it. the same thing. I never. I, kept getting hit but i never saw him actually die yeah it's 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 not a it's not a super difficult game in the fact that you're gonna like get killed by enemies really it's just a difficult game in the fact that you know the puzzles start getting more complex more frustrating yeah. you know speaking of difficulty mm-hmm. let's talk about the boss level <laughs> so the final stage of the first level the final door that you go in in order to unlock the next level is uh uh, you go to the right and then you drop down and there's a snake and you go to the left and rinse repeat. You know, you go to the left and right of the stage over and over until you're at the very bottom going down this pit. And there's snakes, you know, you can mm-hmm. kill some snakes. And then there's a bunch of items. And there's a bunch of items from some free lives. Yep. And, and then you leave. And then you leave. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's the, then you unlock the next level. I thought the bonus level we unlocked was, was I, I, when you told me like, oh, I unlocked a bonus level and we played that one and it was just like any other level. And then we went back and I was like, are you sure that wasn't the bonus level? Because we just got a crap ton of items for like no work whatsoever. You're like, no, no, that was the boss battle. <laughs> and I was like, you've got to be kidding. Yeah, yeah I, They might change it up in later levels. Maybe. I don't remember. But uh, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 pretty easy. But the, the levels themselves get, you know, quite tough. Yeah. Uh, so on an 8-bit scale, uh, I would easily give this probably like a 6. Like it was fun. Like I... I well, maybe not a six, maybe a five. Yeah, I could, I could six see is, a, six is being gener- very yes, generous. Very Six is quite generous for this um, game. It is probably about the best Simpsons video game on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, but yeah, so I'd say about a five. It's, uh, it, it's not a game that I would necessarily turn away. It seems like if I, if this were to appear on the 3DS or something like that, it's something I would download just to have like for a car ride or something. Who knows? Like, yeah, you know, it's to, it's, not it's a bad. good time killer. I, I I think that I would probably give it a, a four or a five. You know, I'd be real disappointed scale. if I paid top dollar for this game and this that was all I got. I don't know what it's worth. It can't be worth that much. It's you know, if, if you're somebody who's who's you know doesn't like to download games and you'd prefer to own it, I don't know if I'd recommend this game. But if you're a big fan of The Simpsons and you like puzzle games, yeah, I might recommend it. Uh, cartridge only. The first thing I see on eBay is fifteen bucks. That's that's not too bad. I, I if you're really jonesing to play a Simpsons game, that's also a puzzle game. It isn't bad. Fifteen dollars isn't too bad. Complete inbox with poster manual and all that is still around fifty five bucks. But that's complete inbox. Yeah, and and that's I guess what you would have paid back in the day anyway for it. So 
I, I guess suppose. I guess that's not too bad. I guess. Yeah, unless you're a hardcore Simpsons collector, it's probably not something you're going to want to shell that no. kind of cash out for. No, I don't think so. Uh, so that's going to wrap up uh, Retro Relapse. We'll dive into our RPG protagonist battle. We only have three fights left. Wow. We're before we start kind of whittling it down and going farther and farther. Uh, that being said, um, I recently have uh, taken... Uh, Taking a poll, I guess. Well, uh-huh. uh, I've I've kept track of who has won. Oh, okay. So uh, we just as at the time of this recording, there are um, eleven battles in place, and I've decided I'm not going to tally the 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 polls until the next one is is up. So at this moment, we have had eleven battles. I think. Two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yes, eleven okay. battles. Uh, Chops uh, has the most, or Chops slash you have hey. the most victories so far. We're uh, cheating. It's true. <laughs> and in fact, I'm going to say from this point forward, uh-huh. you don't. Your votes are tied to nothing. It's unfair for him to automatically get the advantage. On top of the fact that he's already picking the flagship characters, I would have garbage. voted against a lot of his choices anyway. <laughs> I mean, it didn't help him too much. I'll be honest. Like, okay, uh, since since we've since you've taken over uh, mm-hmm. for his choices, he's lost every single one. Hey, maybe I should just keep voting for myself that I keep losing. The current uh, the current one that's up as of as of the time of recording is uh, Rex versus Shepard and. Shepard's in the lead, which is ridiculous because Rex shouldn't be or should be in the lead because Rex is so great. Um, Rex is pretty great. I would have voted for Rex over Shepard. So um, as a recap, um, we're just going to say from this point in this actual point in time. So if you want to change your vote, feel free to do so. I might just do that because just him getting two votes automatically because he's he's not going to be on the show for a while. Garbage. (laughs) Nope. No more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll take his choices, but I'm not going to always vote for his choices. I'll say that. So just to recap for everybody, mm-hmm. um, we have had Kyle from Lunar Silver Star Story versus Dart from Legend of Dragoon. Dart won that one. I, I don't have the numbers written down. I just oh, have okay. one. Uh, Magus versus Vivi. Magus from Chrono Trigger, Vivi, Final Fantasy IX. Uh-huh. Vivi won. Okay. How... I guess Vivi's because... Vivi's a cool character. Vivi's cool, but he's not cooler than Magus. Magus is really cool. Really cool. Uh, Vincent or uh, Gino from Superstars or uh, Mario RPG. Yeah, Mario RPG, Legend of Silver Star. So, wow. Legend of the Seven Stars, not the uh-huh. Silver Star. There's so many stars. That's a different story. So many superstars. <laughs> uh, so Gino versus Vincent for Final Fantasy VII. Gino wins. Oh, thank uh, God. Jeff from Earthbound versus Isaac from Golden Sun. Isaac wins. Oh. Uh, Will from Illusion of Gaia versus Ender from. Um, that game that came out recently. Oh, I am Satsuna. I am Satsuna. Uh, Will took that one. Yeah, Will for the final championship, everybody. You heard it here. I'm putting my vote in. Will's going to be the final champion. He's not, but I want him to. Uh, Seven from Final Fantasy VI versus Ryu from the Breath of Fire series. Ryu won that one. Really? Yeah. I like Ryu a lot, but I, know, I mean, but he's, he's a silent protagonist. Sabin's got a lot of character. I know, I know. All right, fair he enough. Reaches the choir well, here, I mean, he turns into dragons, so fair he enough. Does. That's, that's pretty but cool. But Sabin suplexes a train. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. Uh, and then uh, we had Yang from Final Fantasy IV versus Frog. Ooh. That was a hard-fought battle. And yeah. lost Frog 1, which I don't blame I, I, them. I get it, but Yang's pretty cool. Yang's pretty awesome. And then uh, Yoshi from Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door versus Ryu from the Fire Emblem or the uh, Breath of Fire series. That was a wash because Ryu had already been used, so Yoshi won. Specifically the green Yoshi, because that week I had put up all the Yoshis that you could possibly get. My black Yoshi didn't win? Nope. Nor did my, my blue one. 
because I had the light blue with the blonde hair in the game. But yeah, green Yoshi, the, the default green Yoshi one. Bump kiss. I know, right? Uh, Musashi from Brave Fencer Musashi versus Alex from Lunar Silver Star Story. Alex took that one. Okay. And then well, the ones you're familiar with, Lark versus Zegram. Lark wins. Yeah. Versus Sora. Turnip one. Which <laughs> I didn't see that coming, but either. I'm excited. Uh, it Yeah, it really kind of came down to the wire. And then currently we're Rex versus Shepard, where Shepard's currently in the lead. Uh, but then today... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and then... Yeah, oh. no, that's that's the most. No, there's one more episode that we've recorded. Oh yeah, since this one, uh, which is Rue versus Hero from Dragon Quest Eight. Yes, that's right. So Rue from uh, Threads of Fate versus Hero. So that's one that at this time has not been posted. We'll and see. We it have soon, no though. idea what the outcome is. I'm assuming Dragon Quest is going to take it because no one knows Rue but you and me. <laughs> that's probably true. But I I I wouldn't mind Rue winning. I like Rue. Yeah. Uh, so today, mm-hmm. who you got? I have for us Oren from Final Fantasy X. Okay, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X gets a lot of love, but not from me. I liked I liked the, some of the character designs, like Oren. I thought was kind of cool. Oren's great. Uh, what was the name? Was it Lulu? Was that oh the, the goth girl? Yeah, yeah, she was kind of cool. I I I didn't really. I just like that she had stuffed animals of all the characters. Like that was that cool. was pretty cool. Yeah, that she fought with stuffed animals. I thought that was kind of neat. The I only thing I liked about Kimari was that he tries. He tries. <laughs> yeah, I I appreciated that they they shoehorned in another dragoon character, but it's kind of weird that he was a weird beast man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I. I I didn't have a problem with it, I guess. I just, I wasn't a big fan of Kimari. Yeah, Titus or Titus or whatever you Titus, want to say. Oh, I did not like him or Yuna. Yeah, I didn't really. I hated Waka. Waka yeah. Who's so obnoxious. I really didn't like a lot of the characters. And I, I think that my problem was is that the main two characters, Titus and Yuna, I didn't like them. I yeah. thought they were annoying. I thought they were really obnoxious. And I think for a lot of the reasons Sora lost, because he they're obnoxious. They're they just. I, yeah, I, we can. We kind of went from every RPG protagonist being the the douchebag, like I'm too cool for school, <laughs> to the whiny, I need to get my way kind of. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and you know, I don't think the d bag hero wins a lot of points for me, but I I think that the the whiny from Titus just it it killed it and maybe he gets better later in the game and I I just didn't get that far but yeah. I got pretty far in the game, but Oren, mm-hmm. he's like the one saving grace. Wasn't the reason you stopped playing Final Fantasy X because you got stuck on a certain boss? Oh, you know, that could be. I remember, yeah, no, this was, I couldn't remember if this was 8. No, because you finished 8. I was at your, yeah, I, I, I randomly eight. came to your house and, and watched you finish 8. There was a time where you were you had the player's guide. You were, like, stuck on this boss. He had, like, a scorpion tail that would, like, stab you oh, or whatever. yeah. And you're like, I'm following the strategy guide. I don't know what's happening. I had just gotten over there to your house and we were going to do something like, I'm going to hop in the shower real quick. Feel free to play around with this boss. And while you were in the shower, I just like not even two minutes later, had the the boss killed and you came back down and I was like, oh, this is done. And like, how'd you do that? And I was like, I just did not do what this thing said. And you're like, that's it. I'm done with this game. <laughs> yeah, that actually. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the moment when I was just like, this is it. I'm done. Yeah. 
I, I might have eventually picked it back up and played a little bit. I don't remember very well, but I just remember not enjoying the game in general. Yeah, I fell out of it real quick. Yeah, but Oren, but though. Oren. Oren was really <laughs> Let's cool. Let's not completely trash this. Cause... Yeah, because Oren's actually really great. Yeah. Like, Oren is a really cool character. Oren's like this old samurai dude who's always got like one, one hand. arm like tucked. Yeah. Dude, I, I will not lie. There are times where it's like warm and I'll pull one arm out and I'll rest it on the zipper. <laughs> Right. He so he he fought with like a giant sword, yep. which was kind oh, of had a bottle of sake around his bottle waist. of sake, and it's so he's so he just looks really cool. Like the character design himself is really cool. But to top it off, whereas all the other characters I thought were kind of obnoxious, and the voice acting wasn't that great, and in some cases really bad, Orin sounded cool. Mm-hmm. His voice actor in America was really solid. He was really really kind of cold, and you know. He was kind of almost like a a fatherly figure to Titus, whose dad was a giant jerk, you know? Yeah. And I don't remember a ton about the game, but regardless, Oren, I remember being really cool. And uh, the the ending to the game, which I eventually found out about, uh, I won't certainly won't spoil here, you know, in a you know a random character poll. You know, I'll save that for another time if we we're even going to talk about it. But uh, his eventual fate was kind of depressing. You know, I don't Orin's. Uh, I I won't you know share it on the episode so we don't you know ruin anything for anyone who eventually plans to play this game. It did come out it, in it, HD. It, yeah, you know, there was a, a two years ago or maybe a two year years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, it was re- ten and ten two were released for PS4. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the the eventual fate is kind of depressing. But regardless, he himself was one of the reasons why I kept like like thinking like, okay, well I need to at least find out what happens to Orin in this game. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I, I, I he gets a lot of points for me. Uh, who are you choosing, though, Xander? That's an excellent question. Um, I've got one character that I feel is just straight up going to lose. Like, there's no way he'll win unless there's a random contingent of people who played this game and really like it, which I think it's just me. Uh-huh. Um, I've got another character who's pretty strong and another Final Fantasy character, but I don't know if I want to have another Final Fantasy versus Final Fantasy character. I, don't think, I think I should just save that one for my back pocket. So, okay. Um, I'm thinking of a number one through ten. If you can guess it, I will uh, take the weaker character. Okay, I uh, I immediately have a number. Mm-hmm. It is seven. It is incorrect. Ah, oh. so my character this time is going to be Ronfar from Lunar Two. <laughs> oh man, good choice. Uh, Ronfar is a uh, a priest mm-hmm. uh gambling priest yep. from uh lunar 2 eternal blue uh just a really cool character he his his um his abilities were constantly being um sort of like gambling type moves uh-huh. sort of like setzer gabbiani from final fantasy 6 uh where you just like roll the dice and like lady luck be kind and like certain <laughs> things would too. happen yeah uh so yeah just rod Farr was a really cool character inspired me to make a a a similar uh, like a gambling cleric in D anD D one time. Yeah, I, I honestly uh, for a character I think that I named him Faron or something. Like that. You might have, you might have. No, that was a long oh, no, time Faron ago. Faron was another character that we that you. Oh, had Faron. Based on. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, just a little. Not that anybody cares to hear it in this podcast, but regardless, some D anD D history. Xander a long time ago had made a gambling priest with dual pistols. Yep, because it was like a pirate yeah, it was campaign. A pirate campaign. We had only played that one for a little bit, which is kind of a shame because I really enjoyed your character. 
character mm-hmm. in that. And then eventually, I uh, in the most recent D and D campaign, there's an NPC that they met named Faran, who was a priest at the local you know uh, mosque because uh, they're in the town of El Hazar, this mm-hmm. desert city. And he uh, had a gambling problem. He had a really bad <laughs> gambling problem. He was. I. You guys actually befriended him though. You guys seemed to like him. He was. He was fun. I, I enjoyed his uh, character. There's a lot of times that he would force you guys to like you know give him money in front in yeah. front of him so that he could keep gambling and then you know help you with whatever else he needed. So yeah, no, uh, uh, the the Ronfar character from Lunar is a really really awesome dude. He's a really cool character. I really liked him. Yeah. Um. So there you go. That's your uh, battle for this week is Ronfar from Lunar Two versus Auron from Final Fantasy Ten. Mm-hmm. So hop on the Facebook group if you're not already a part. Send us a message to join in, um, and we will accept you since you're not a robot. And you can vote and get all your latest uh, updates on the podcast. Yep. Um, I was recently going back, going through all the different polls and found our video from when Chops and I invaded the GameZilla podcast. So that's a lot of fun. You should check that out. <laughs> Neat. Um, and that, yeah, that's where we uh, we try to communicate with some retro news as often as we can and just kind of keep in touch. You can post questions to the show. Uh, we had uh, Dwight chi- uh, chime in last week or about our Castlevania episode not too long ago, but how much he enjoyed it that we always love the feedback. Oh, it was. So, I, yeah, I was super happy to hear that. Uh, yeah. Dwight. That was that was great. I that was so amazing to hear that. Yep. Uh, so that's going to do it for this actually fairly long episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. Uh, we thank you for listening, and we will see you next time when the legend continues.